story four of romance of california life by john haberton this librivox recording is in the public domain story four cotago two o'clock a m is supposed to be a popular sleeping hour the world over and as flatfoot bar was a portion of the terrestrial sphere it was but natural to expect its denizens to be in bed at that hour yet on a certain morning twenty years ago when there was neither sickness nor a fashionable entertainment to excuse irregular hours and camp a bright light streamed from the only window of chagres charlie's residence at flatfoot bar and inside of the walls of chagres charlie's domicile were half a dozen miners engaged in earnest conversation flatfoot bar had never formally elected a town committee for the half-dozen men aforesaid had long ago modestly assumed the duties and responsibilities of city fathers and so judicious had been their conduct that no one had ever expressed a desire for a change in government the six men in half a dozen different positions surrounded chagres charlie's fire and gazed into it as intently as if they were fire worshippers awaiting the utterances of a salamanderish oracle but the doughty puritans of cromwell's time while they trusted in god carefully protected their powder from moisture and the devout mohammedan to this day ties up his camel at night before committing it to the keeping of the higher powers so it was but natural that the anxious ones at flatfoot bar vigorously ventilated their own ideas while they longed for light and knowledge they ain't ornaments to camp no way you can fix it them greasers ain't said a tall miner bestowing an effective kick upon a stick of firewood which had departed a short distance from his neighbours mississip's right fellers said the host they ain't got the slightest idea of the duties of citizens they show themselves down to the saloon to be sure and i never seed one of em a waterin his liquor but when you've said that you said everything our distinguished friend speaks truthfully remarked nappy bonnie the only frenchman in camp and possessing a nickname playfully contracted from the name of the first emperor la gloire is nothing to them comprehends any one that they know not even of france's most illustrious son le petit caparole that's bad to be sure said texas cutting an enormous chew of tobacco and passing both plug and knife but that might be overlooked maybe the schools down in mexico ain't up with the times what i'm down on is they ain't got none of the edication that comes natural to a gentleman even ef he never seed the outside of a schoolhouse who ever heerd of one of em havin a difficulty with any gentleman at the saloon or on the crick they draw a good deal o blood and it's allers from some o their own kind and up there by emselves if they had a grain o public spirit not to say liberality they'd do some o their amusements before the rest of us instead o gougin the camp out of its constitutional amusements why i've knowed the time when i've held in fur six hours on a stretch till there could be fellers enough round to get a good deal of enjoyment out of it they wash out a sight of dust growled Lim taps from the massachusetts shoe district but i never could get one of em to put up an ounce on a game 
they just play by themselves and keep all their washins to home blarst em all let's give em tickets of leave and show em the trail roared bracelets a stout englishman who had on each wrist a red scar which had suggested his name and unpleasant situations i believe in fair play but i daren't keep my eyes off of them sleepy-looking tops when their flippers is anywheres near their knives you know well what's to be done to em demanded lynn taps all this john's well enough but john never cleared out anybody except that time samson tried and then it come from an individual that wasn't related to any of this crowd let em alone till next time they get into a muss and then clean em out of camp said shagris charlie let's have it understood that while this camp cheerfully recognizes the right of a gentleman to shoot at sight and lay out his man that it considers stabbin in the darks the same thing as murder them's our principles and folks might's well know them fust as last good lord what's that all the men started to their feet at the sound of a long loud yell that's one of em now ejaculated mississip with a huge oath nobody but a greaser can holler that way sounds like the last despairing cry of a dying mule there's only eight or nine of em and each of us is good for two greasers apiece let's make em git this minute and mississip dashed out of the door followed by the other five revolvers in hand the mexicans lived together in a hut made of raw hides one of which constituted the door the devoted six reached the hut texas snatched aside the hide and each man presented his pistol at full cock but no one fired on the contrary each man slowly dropped his pistol and opened his eyes there was no newly made corpse visible nor did any greasers savagely wave a bloody stiletto but on the ground insensible lay a mexican woman and about her stood seven or eight greasers each looking even more dumb incapable and solemn than usual the city fathers felt themselves in an awkward position and mississip finally asked in the meekest of tones what's the matter she codigo's wife softly replied a mexican they fight in chihuahua he run away she follow she come here now this minute she fall on codigo she say something we know not he scream and run he's a low-lived scoundrel said shagger's charlie between his teeth if my wife thought enough of me to follow me to the diggins i wouldn't do much running away he's a regular black-hearted white-livered sh whispered nappy the frenchman the lady is recovering and she may have a heart maria madre purissima low wailed the woman mi nino mi nino perdito what's she a-sayin asked lynn taps in a whisper she talk about a little boy lost said the mexican and her husband gone too poor woman said shagris charlie in the most sympathizing tones ever heard at flatfoot bar but a doctor be more good to her just now than forty sich husbands as hern where's the nearest doctor fellows continued shagris charlie up to dutch hill said texas and i'll see he's fetched inside of two hours saying which texas dropped the rawhide door and hurried off the remaining five strolled slowly back to shagris charlie's hut them greasers ain't never got nothin said mississip suddenly and that woman'll lay there on the bare ground all night for they think of makin her comfortable who's got an extra blanket 
i said each of the four others and nappy boney expressed the feeling of the whole party by exclaiming the blue sky's enough good to cover man when woman needs blankets hastily mississip collected the four extra blankets and both of his own and as he sped toward the mexican hut he stopped several times by the way to dexterously snatch blankets from sleeping forms here ye be said he suddenly entering the mexican hut and startling the inmates into crossing themselves violently make the poor thing a decent bed and we'll have a doctor here pretty soon mississip had barely vanished when a light scratching was heard on the door a mexican opened it and saw nappy boney with extended hand and bottle it is the haute vie of la belle france he whispered tenderly i have cherished but it is at the lady's service chagris charlie lynn taps and bracelets were composing their nerves with pipes about the fire they had surrounded early in the morning lynn taps had just declared his disbelief of a soul inside of the mexican frame when the door was thrown open and an excited mexican appeared her tongue come back he cried she say she come over mountain she bring little boy she no eat it was long time soon she must die boy must die what she do she put round boy her cloak and leave him by rock and hurry to tell maybe coyote get him what can do what can we do echoed lynn taps turn out every galoot in camp and follow her tracks till we find it souls or no souls don't make no difference i'll tramp my legs off afore that child shall be left out in the snow in them mountains within five minutes every man in camp had been aroused each man swore frightfully at being prematurely turned out each man hated the greasers with all his heart and soul and strength but each man as he learned what was the matter made all possible haste and fluently cursed all who were slower than himself in fact two or three irrepressible spirits consuming with delay started alone on independent lines of search chagris charlie appeared promptly and assumed command boy said he we'll sprinkle out into a line a couple of miles long and march up the mountain till we reach the snow when i think it's time i'll fire three times and then each feller face and tramp to the right keepin a keerful lookout for a woman's tracks pintin toward camp there can be no mistakin em for them senoritas has the littlest kind of feet when any feller finds her tracks he'll fire and then we'll rally on him i wish them other fellers instead of goin off half cocked had tracked cottago the low-lived skunk to think of him runnin away from wife and young one too forward git they hain't got no souls that's what made him do it charlie said lynn taps as the men deployed steadily the miners ascended the rugged slope rocks trees fallen trunks and treacherous holes impeded their progress but did not stop them a steady wind cut them to the bone and grew more keen and fierce as they neared the snow suddenly chagris charlie fired and the boys faced to the right a moment later another shot rallied the party those nearest it found nappy boney in a high state of excitement and leaning over a footprint mon dieu he cried they have not esprit these mexicans but her footprints might have been made by the adorable feet of one of my countrywomen it is so small 
yes said mississip and one of them fellers that started ahead has found it fust for here's a man's track a-goin up rapidly the excited miners followed the tracks through the snow and found them gradually leading to the regular trail across the mountain which trail few men ventured upon at that season suddenly the men in advance stopped here tis i reckon cried mississip springing across a small cleft in the rocks and running toward a dark object lying on the sheltered side of a small cliff good god he continued as he stooped down it's got to go and he's froze stiff serve him right cuss him growled lynn taps i almost wish he had a soul so he could catch it good and hot now he's gone he's got his pack with him shouted mississip and a huggin it as tight as if he could take it to to wherever he's gone to no man with a soul could have been cool enough to pack up his traps after seeing that poor woman's face argued lynn taps mississip tore off a piece of his trousers struck fire with flint and steel poured on whiskey and blew it into flame rapidly the miners straggled up the trail and halted opposite mississip well i'll be derned shouted the latter he ain't got no shirt on and there's an ugly cut on his arm beats anything i ever seed one by one the miners leaped the cleft and crowded about mississip and stared it was certain a cut ago and there was certainly his pack made up in his poncho in the usual greaser manner and held tightly in his arms but while they stared there was a sudden movement of the pack itself lynn taps gave a mighty tug at it extricated it from the dead man's grasp and rapidly undid it suddenly by the glare of a fresh light the boy saw the face of a rather dirty large-eyed brown-skinned mexican baby and the baby probably by way of recognition raised high a voice such as the boys never heard before on that side of the rocky mountains here's what that cut in his arms means shouted a miner who had struck a light on the trail there's a finger mark done in blood on the snow by the side of the trail and a pointin right to that ledge and here's a shirt a flappin on a stick stuck in a snowbank lookin toward camp there ain't no doubt about what the woman said to him or what made him yell and git boys said chagris charley solemnly as he took a blanket from his shoulders and spread it on the ground mississip took off his hat and lifting the poor mexican from the snow laid him on the blanket lynn taps hid the baby rewrapped under his own blanket and hurried down the mountain while four men picked up cottago and followed lynn taps scratched on the rawhide door the doctor opened it lynn taps unrolled the bundle and its occupant again raised its voice the woman who was lying motionless and with closed eyes sprang to her feet in an instant and as lynn taps laid his burden on the blankets the woman her every dull feature softened and lighted with motherly tenderness threw her arms about the astonished yankee and then fell sobbing at his feet you've brought her the only medicine that'll do her any good said the doctor giving the baby a gentle dig under the ribs as he picked up his saddle-bags lynn taps made a hasty escape and reached the saloon which had been hurriedly opened as the crowd was heard approaching the bearers of the body deposited it gently on the floor and the crowd filed in quietly lynn taps walked up to the bar and rapped upon it walk up boys he said fill high hats off 
here's got to go maybe he didn't have a soul but if he didn't souls ain't needed in this world bottoms up every man the toast was drunk quietly and reverently and when it was suggested that the greasers themselves should have participated they were all summoned and the same toast was drank again the next day as the body of Cadago was being carried to a newly dug grave on the high ground overlooking the creek and the mexicans stood about as if dumb staring and incessant smoking were the only proprieties to be observed on such occasions lynn taps thoughtfully offered his arm to the weeping widow and so sorrowful was she throughout the performance of the sad rites that lynn taps was heard to remark that however it might be with the men there could be no doubt about mexican women's possessing souls as a few weeks later the widow became mrs lynn taps there can be no doubt that her second husband's final convictions were genuine End of story four.